the best thing that I have learned and teach like you do is the embodiment work of being able to still the system enough to come back to presence. Because if you're not present in your vertical core, you're not present in receptivity, then your mind's just going. It's this, this, everything I can give you will just be a mindset skill that will work for a couple of minutes or days and then it will go back, right? You've got to change your energy field because your energy field will change your nervous system. Your nervous system will change your thinking and thinking will change your behavior. So go right back to what is your energy field doing. Welcome home to the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. This is your virtual sanctuary where we keep it light while going deep and ground spirituality into the reality of what it means to be human. We explore consciousness, evolution, alternative health, all things truth, taboo, and beyond. There are no boxes or rules here. Tune in each week where myself and raw and real guests will be sharing our lived experience through a multifaceted lens to support you no matter where you're at on your journey. This is a sacred space where spiritual principles and universal wisdom are accessible, simple, and digestible because all are welcome here. It is your birthright to remember the magic and miracle that you are. You ready to be inspired? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to those of you in the States. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. I am, yeah, I'm feeling really grounded. I'm feeling very rested, a lot of resolve in my being, which it's felt kind of nice. I haven't really had, I've had plenty of things going on, but it just feels different when you're, you know, when you're away, when you're visiting, you know, you can just allow yourself to be in that receptivity a bit more and slow down a bit more. And it's been extremely nourishing for my energy body, my nervous system to have this time (laughs) with self. Because as if you've been following my journey over the last few months, it's been pretty, there's been lots of movement in the external world. And why I wanted to talk about this briefly before I, I introduce Rachel Jane Groover. And this episode is is called How to Have Unshakable Inner Peace No Matter What. Because Rachel Jane Groover, she's an international speaker, she's a best-selling author, and her new book is actually called Unshakable Inner Peace: Get Off the Mental and Emotional Emotional Roller Coaster for Good. And we recorded this a couple of months ago when I first moved to North Carolina. And so what I love about how I re-listened to this conversation for the purposes of, you know, launching it for all of you is there's a piece around, you know, on our awakening journey, the internal challenges begin to dissolve and the external challenges, right, are still there because we're human beings and we live in a material world and there's relationship and there's work and there's finances and there's challenges that are really opportunities for growth and evolution. And so it was just lovely to to reground in some of the wisdom that Rachel Jane shared. And why I just love there's a practicality to a lot of what she teaches. And um, again, we teach very similar work, but in different ways. And so I'm I'm like, okay, I, I, I feel it now. Like there's this internal resonance within that feels very serene and very harmonious inside of my being. And there's a lot happening around me. And so it's like, I'm not resisting the external challenge anymore. And I can feel this new layer of beingness that's arising within me. And there's a piece where Rachel Jane, she talks about, you know, like as a part of our evolutionary journey, we move from just like surviving, right? We're just existing. We're just surviving. And then we begin to find ourselves. And then we start to recognize that we are the creators of our life. We go into creative mode, you know, creation mode. And then we move into receptivity 
And then we move into the ultimate I am life, like the ultimate I am presence space. And it was extremely supportive for me because I've, I've moved into that I am life resonance before. Yet, because I'm in such a transitory time, right, there's moments where I forget and where I lose it. And so it's all, again, by design to support us in, okay, you think you've got it, but there's more, right? Like, okay, so for me, it's like, okay, there's external quote unquote challenge. What is happening into, right? How can you dissolve the internal challenge when the external challenge arises? And how can you move through right? Moving from survival mode in, you know, all the way through the spectrum into that I am life. Like I am the co-creator of my life. I am the receiver of my life and I am life period, which I absolutely love. So there's just so many little, yeah, these little pockets, these little, like these little nuggets that Rachel Jane kind of sprinkles throughout this conversation. And I am I'm very grateful because I'm I'm noticing, right? It, it like creates a sense of relief almost, a sense of, I guess the relief is the word, right? Because, and so, because when you start to notice like, okay, this is creating more capacity for me to hold the resonance of inner peace within me when there's external challenge, we don't resist the external challenge in the way that we once did. And that's the space that I feel like I'm in right now. So I got back last week and after moving and spent some time with family and I'm staying at my dad's right now and he's actually out of town visiting my sister. And so my beloved and I, my husband, we've just been, you know, (laughs) just in this house to ourselves and we've had a lot of like a lot of time and a lot of space more than we've had since we've been to North Carolina. And so we're just like taking it all in. And, and um, I, I've had a lot of time of reflection of how I've moved through this experience. And I just feel like I'm kind of in an integration time, like a slight small little integration time because I have had more, but again, I've actually had more, time in the 3D plane to contemplate my experience over the last few months and to to create more spaciousness for my practices, right? Where before it was almost like, how can I bring my practices into the external challenge? How can I bring my practices into all of the movement that's happening? Where now it's like, oh, I've got more time. Like there's less responsibility here. I'm away right so it's like I I just I'm here kind of like on a little mini vacation and we don't really have a lot of things scheduled and so it's been fun to kind of dance between it's all sacred and it's all perfect and it's all beautiful like there's no more self beat up around oh you know like the reality was is as I moved in August and I've spent you know the last several months moving through my pregnancy journey and the transitory state of moving and all that that entails and the energy that it requires. But it's like I'm bringing presence. I'm bringing my ritual into all of those experiences, which is just as perfect as me having more time and space right now to wake up and to have more, for example, meditative time, like to have more hours in a day per se for me, where for the last few months, I didn't really have that opportunity because of, again, the external challenge that was really grooming me for this internal state of peace. So I hope that that makes sense. And I think I'm just at a new found sense of appreciation of, right, like as I step into motherhood, it's the same piece, like there's going to be the micro moments and the little pockets and maybe a little bit more external challenge or disruption or right. It's a, it's, it's a creative process. There's a learning curve. There's new energy. There's a new identity. And, and I'm 
I'm excited for that. And so even my relationship with challenge, like I just don't feel it in the same way because I know what it's doing for me. Like I know what it's cultivating inside of me. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to add. So unshakable inner peace, no matter what, with Rachel Jane Groover. Definitely check out in the show notes the ways to get in touch with her. She's got a beautiful um, space called The Awakened School. You can go on her website. She's got a personal website. She's all over social media. And, you know, her her new book is really about this very this very piece right here around, <clears throat> you know, unshakable inner peace, which I would imagine is what most humans want. And what I love is that, you know, she talks about the, like the energy body, right? It's like, okay, connecting with the energy body first, and then our emotions, and then our mind, which shifts our behavior, right? So it's like, recognizing that this is why so many people struggle with the mindset work because the mindset work is not the beginning of the journey. The beginning of the journey is really beginning to feel and experience and acknowledge that we are energy and how that energy impacts our body and our nervous systems, which then impacts our thoughts, right? The internal chatter, what we're thinking about. And how that ultimately shifts how we move through life, which, again, I've, I've known this, but the way that Rachel Jane articulated this is really supportive. And so I think this, this is a, a key piece that so many people are missing is it's, it's so much deeper than just working through the mind. And Rachel Jane even talks about this, like with the mind, it's fleeting. Like if we were to just give you practices to support the mind it's fleeting it's not going to support you in the long game it's really about understanding again our energy body which then impacts our nervous system our hormones right like everything that's happening in the musculature within our being that then shapes our thoughts and then again ultimately allows us to move through life in a different way um, to dissolve the internal challenge and to be much more receptive accepting and in relationship with the external challenge that arises so it was a very timely conversation for me and this is where I love learning I love learning from the guests that I bring on here, even though, you know, a lot of it is maybe things that I teach and, and maybe things that I've been practicing for a bit, like it's not over, (laughs) you know, I'm constantly being tested. Rachel Jane talks about this too, with the creation and the development of her new book, just like what had emerged for her, what, what, the divine was asking her to actually put onto paper just to support the collective right now was very vulnerable for her and very exposing. And she talks about how she was like, I don't want to do this, you know? And so I love when there's that piece, that, that humility piece where people are in this leadership type of role sharing, oh yeah, I was being tested again. I was being asked again, like internal challenge came up and there might've been a little bit of resistance and this is how I move through it. And And it's just such a beautiful thing when we can be honest and in integrity around how this continues to keep showing up for all of us to support our evolutionary journey. And so I hope this gives you a little bit of like peace and solace, like this is what we sign up for, right? And so these are the tools that can really support you in moving through that resistance to kind of get out of your own way and to, you know, live that higher purpose. So I love it. Inner purpose and outer peace. That's really the name of the game of of Rachel Jane Groover. Again, check out her books, her body of work, all of her teachings. She's got a lot of free offerings as well. She, you know, speaks and hosts gatherings and events and retreats all over the world. So absolutely check her out. Be in her world a bit. Like she is a walking example of of how to live your dharma and, and how to 
kind of navigate life in this way. And I really hope that it supports you. So reach out to Rachel Jane and myself. Let us know if you have any questions, what lands, what moved you. And I can't wait to, um, yeah, just continue on this journey with you. All right. Much love. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the Lindsay Martin Ellis experience. I have the pleasure of having Rachel Jane Groover with us in the house today. Would you like to say hello to our beloved community? Hello, beloved community. So glad that I get to be here. Yes. And I will let you share a little bit more about yourself, but I'll just share briefly. You're an international speaker and best-selling author, most well-known for your book, Powerful and Feminine, and your new book that we're going to talk quite a bit about today, Unshakable Inner Peace, Get Off the Mental and Emotional Roller Coaster for Good. So you are the founder and CEO of The Awakened School. You left your career as a singer in Australia, moved to the U.S. You are also a speaker, teacher, and author just like myself. So we have a lot of synchronicities, and I can't wait to open up the dialogue today. So yeah, I would love to hear in your words how you support humanity during this time. Yeah, I mean, I help people be unshakable, and so much is shaking right now, outward and inward. You know, what's so many things are changing, and so many belief systems are changing, and that fr- your friends' belief systems are changing as well as yours, and all of that's going on. And I think your community is very much into growth and into stepping forward into something new, and that's usually shaky, you know, like we haven't gone there. And all of my work is to help people have that not only inner peace, unshakable, which is the spiritual awakening journey, but to have the nervous system not be so freaked out when it's trained something new or when it's on stage or they got to shoot a video for their new service work or whatever, like how to have an unshakable presence. And most of our clients have got this connection between really wanting personal growth, spiritual growth, and their business growth equally. So how do you be unshakable when you're trying to build a six, seven, multi-seven figure business? Yeah. It's not easy, <laughs> right? So how do you stay in that place truly, um, joyfully when every everything's moving around you? Mm. I mean, our messaging is very similar, but, you know, there's various, this is why I love bringing other people onto the show because there's so many different pathways to get there. And I think a lot of times in the spiritual world and the self-help world, right, especially as you and I are both authors ourselves, right? It's like, I remember being that person where I would read something in a book and it would be like, I need to apply it exactly this way to my life, right? Like taking that thing and and that's part of the journey. But what I found is like the malleability and just like the experimentation and trying things on and like having that openness to just try and see what happens and the grace to just keep going when you fall off. I found that that's what's allowed me to to really shine in this area as well. And it wasn't always like this. So I'm curious, have you always felt that you've had this unshakable presence or <laughs> was it over time through through your own lived experience? Oh, it is definitely over time, <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know, you mentioned that I was a singer in Australia. That was my full-time gig for a long time, but it was a long time ago now. And, and I had to learn how to not feel like I was going to throw up on stage and actually perform and be present and be in the moment. But it was really scary if anyone's ever tried to perform, you know, it's, it's that. And there's judgment that might come to you. You're putting yourself out there in a big way. So I had to go through all of that. And then I finally kind of got to a place like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling unshakable in that. I finished my career singing to 40,000 people in a huge arena and, you know, moved over. And then when I moved to America, I really was in love with um, Oprah when she was having all of her new people on, you know, Jan LaVansan and Gary Zukov and all those people. I was growing up in that era. And I just thought, I really want to not just entertain people, but to support them on their personal and spiritual journey. But then I've got to be a coach or a business owner. And now I've got to learn that. And like, that did not go well for many years for me. That wasn't a smooth transition into, 
oh, you just follow your dream and the money will come. I was completely not understanding how to do business and really coming up against my biggest fear, which was fear of judgment, fear of, you know, um, other people talking behind my back or trying to pull me down or that kind of thing. And when you move into doing your own work, now you're trying to be unshakable in that way. So I had to learn how to be unshakable in business and in my message and on videos and all that kind of thing. Um, And then the business, it just got, you know, we, we grew after not understanding how to do it. And then we grew pretty quickly. Now I have, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten full-timers on the team. It's growing. That brings a whole nother level of ability to be unshakable. And it still continues. This year has been the most stressful of work years for me for the last decade by easily because we're opening our retreat center and we're renovating an old church that is huge and it's got a lot of moving parts and there's the finances of that. And and so it's been very stressful, but to have this ability to really understand what the true essence of this vehicle is, then it doesn't have to get to me, which would have only a few years ago, it would have been really, really, really tough. Oh, I love that. I had someone recently on the podcast. She's from Poland. Her name's Ria Sokol. And she also was a singer over in Poland and became an international speaker. So I love the soul journeys of of, of the paths that we choose, right? To have the practice and the initiations of like, okay, how do I be on stage in front of people? How do I overcome exactly. judgment? And, 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 you know, it's like, we all have these training grounds that we choose in preparation and so much of my journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I share on my about page, my my bio, it's kind of like starts with, I didn't know leaving school whether I wanted to save the world or entertain it. <laughs> she, said simil- was- she said a similar thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and so then that's perfect. You know, the archetype of her and I are, you know, that similar of, of, I I was so into psychology early on. I thought I wanted to be a social worker. That's kind of where the saving the world was. And I realized, you know, I don't want to take people, you know, kids out of homes that are in abusive situations or um, deal with, um, you know, the situations that social workers do. But it was kind of, like you said, leading to pointing to this is what you're here to do. It's part psychology and the holding space and the personal development and entertaining everybody at the same time. So she does a lot of poetry. She does a lot of self-expression. She still sings. I'm curious to know, do you incorporate any of your singing or self-expression in your work now? We do a little bit. So I met my husband pretty quickly after I moved to America. That was the hugest gift of my life. And uh, he's a bass player, very, very good bass player. So, and I play guitar, a little bit of piano, but mostly sing and so we do some at our bigger events and but no one really knows about it. So <laughs> it's really cool to see um people go, what? Um, <laughs> because my voice is quite well trained. So it's not, you know, I've seen other people be like, oh, I'm gonna sing a song, and it was lovely, but I know how to belt out a tune. So it's just so fun to be like to see people's shock. And then I put it aside because I'm not really that person anymore. It sounds like she is, it's still very much a part of her. It's kind of there because it makes people feel good. I really love the strategic um, moments at the mic with someone who's been struggling with something for a long, long time, even if they've been on a personal spiritual development path or those moments when you can share an embodiment practice that will change the signal that they're sending. They're trying to figure out why do they keep getting that same response from men or women or clients or whatever. And to change that really quick, those are the moments when I'm working with someone that's like lights me up. And I love this, that I have like these kind of two, you know, two of you of recent podcast interviewees, because it goes to show, right, like only 
we individually know our path, right? Like that, that path absolutely served you in a multitude of ways. Perhaps it brought you and your husband together. And again, all of the, all of the tools and resources of what that took to be able to be successful in that way. And for her, it still very much is a part of her work. And so when people are listening, right, it's that same piece of not comparing and just because, right, like, the surrender of letting something go. I think it would be important to talk about that because when, you know, especially as a business owner myself, I just let you know that I'm pregnant. Most of the people that are tuning in know by now because I've shared quite a bit of it on my journey um, on here, but I've let go of so much because I, it's just required right now. And, you know, moving and, and, and my group programs, like right now I'm only doing private coaching and it feels like flexibility is so important. And, yes. and that, that gnosis of like, and the surrendering of maybe I will never do group work again. I don't know, <laughs> you know, not being so attached to just because I created this thing doesn't mean I have to hold on to it forever. So I think it would be supportive to speak into that. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a season to everything, isn't there? You know, for me, it was COVID, the 2020 to 2022. I felt like I got a break, a, a holiday in a way, and because I was on the road 50% of the time, you know, it was a lot, 50% of the time, not in your own bed. And I loved it in that moment. But then I also love being home and starting a veggie garden and, you know, starting, starting all, all the projects that we have here at the home because I'm a homebody as well and also feeling the ramp up as the retreat center starts to come alive this desire for more larger retreats and the ability to have that so I think there's absolutely a season to it you point that non-attachment I mean for everything is really the gateway to joy and to peace Um, and if we've built something like a business or like a program or like a particular relationship that stacks on the stakes of like having to give that up. And actually it was a big theme in the book, Unshakable in a Peace, because prior to that I had written Powerful and Feminine, I'd written Divine Breadcrumbs. So it was all kind of more personal development, helping women come into their femininity, their feminine power, what that meant. And I'm sitting down to write this book, not knowing quite what it was, but thinking it would be about how to awaken your impact, you know, because we had done so well in our business and people were asking that. But what came through was a conversation with a very clear voice around all my traps that I was in that wasn't allowing a full spiritual awakening or the non-identification with the ego to happen. And it was all about enlightenment and what that meant. And and as I was writing it, I wrote it in four four day period that just downloaded. I was so scared of this being published and me having this very raw conversation about my issues, <laughs> and this voice coaching me through it. And so I see, like, whoever reads it will will see that exactly what you're saying. The dynamic of I have to let go of what I thought I was, and I have to be willing for my whole entire career to come crumbling down, and that's hard when you've built something, and I had built something, and I was scared of losing that, and I was scared of losing identity. I was scared of being boring. Like, what if if I just come into the Eckhart Tolle of inner peace? What, you know, (laughs) will I just lose my personality? All that you're going to read in the book, but it's about what you said. letting go of all the layers. It's a must. Oh, I love that. And, you know, so much of what you're sharing is about, you know, as we evolve, right? It's not like the hard things go away. And I talk about so much of this too. And actually my, my signature program is called the Awakened Feminine Circle, right? So there's so many synchronicities in our messaging, right? I would imagine, right? Like we're born into this masculine paradigm and then through our awakening, we're like, wait a second, there's this whole, other, you know, like there's this whole inner essence that we're not even tapping into. And, you know, that's a whole journey within itself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what you're talking about, I think 
so, so much of what we're modeled is, is like, we think that once we get to this point and we've attained something that we're all of a sudden enlightened or there, once we have this amount of money or we have this relationship or we have this home and then we get there and we're like, I want something else or I don't feel any different or why do I still feel the same or why do I still not have the confidence or whatever it is. And obviously this is a lot of your book is, is, is this messaging right here is right. You're what a beautiful gift. I mean, I just got full body chills when you were talking about what you're going to bring to this, you know, old church, which I also also think is fun that you're kind of like reinventing this temple in a way that then old patriarchal Baptist church from a grumpy bum pastor is kind of what it is <laughs> and making it into something extraordinarily yeah. sacred and beautiful for, for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think let's dive into maybe just some tools and some support in, in really letting people ground into like, it's not that it ever stops. It's that, right? Like there's going to be challenge, right? You're doing something you've never done before, right? You have this brick and mortar, like there's, it's, you're so connected to it. There's more people, right? There's probably, I used to be an engineer. I know in construction, things come up along the way that you don't foresee. Right. So let's, yeah, I would love your insight on how can you help simplify the understanding for people to like really surrender into this is evolution. This is what we're here to do. It doesn't mean that the challenge goes away, but it's what we do with that challenge that creates the unshakable inner peace. And, you know, I, that's, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah. I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, when I hear the, the, the idea of the challenge doesn't go away, it's many challenges do and some don't. So let me, Let me just share from my experience what challenges didn't and what challenges have gone away for good. Beautiful. Through the through the spiritual awakening process, which is never ending. But prior to writing this book, I would have called myself, I would have kind of described myself as a very high functioning, healthy, emotionally mature, evolved soul who had been on a personal and spiritual development for many decades, been meditating for a long time, all that kind of thing, but knowing that I was not experiencing what Eckhart Tolle was talking from the guru chair. Like I knew that there was something different or whoever your spiritual teacher is that um, can explain the process of non-identification with the ego. Does that make sense, those words for your clients and People yeah. yeah. But if, I mean, again, I love simple, like the more we can simplify it, I think it really supports people because I think, you know, like there's a lot of, just like with anything, your words start to get used often and then yes. it almost like, and jargon. yeah. And the meaning can kind of, there's like, sometimes can be dissonance or it kind of loses. Yes. It's, it's so like, let me potency. put it in experiences. I, even though this was happening, I felt very happy. I was probably by far the happiest person I know, very successful, but in a way that wasn't stressing me out. So all of that was great. But if I was to sit and just sit with the moment for 24 hours, my mind wouldn't have been still. (laughs) My, my emotions wouldn't have been still like certain things would just start rolling. And so it's that Peace that doesn't move and that that's the experience. So I knew that that was okay. And mm, I, I, I want that. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we know that. Uh, ha, have you listening? I'm talking to the listeners here, but have you had the experience of just stillness? Like nothing's, you're looking at the sun, you're looking at, or, or looking at the horizon. Yeah. We've had that experience, but they weren't stringing together days on end, weeks on end, you know, all of that. And I'd realized that I had made up the belief that this wasn't possible this lifetime. Like it's going to take many lifetimes and, you know, I've got to go through all these things and this would be great. I'm working toward it. And it was kind of a a jolt of like, no, 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 this is actually way more possible for people than they realize. They just don't have the map. And I didn't have the map to go from 
relatively happy human to this piece that doesn't move. And so this has occurred in my life over the last, I mean, the book was written six years ago now and it was over this period. Um, So it was a while ago, but it's been long enough to know that my experience now after this awakening is very different to what it was before. And so going back to your question of the challenges, which, which ones don't move, the challenges that don't change are the external things of money and people that you need to deal with and um, time constraints, the, the constraints of the human realm. But the things that have changed is I don't, I don't have anyone in my life that is problematic to me. I don't have my old mind going, you're not good enough or you're not this or well, be careful, you know, you're probably going to lose everything here. Like all, all of that, those challenges of that were probably my biggest challenges. They're not there. I sit and they're not there, which is crazy to me because I had had all of that. Um, the challenges of anxiety or depression or, you know, I didn't have, ever have real depression, but that low-level depression, it's gone. So a lot of those things that people are struggling with will go, but the human structure of day-to-day living, the kids are going to scream at some point, you know, you've got to um, work with that, it's still going to be there. But that's, mm-hmm. I mean, when, if everything else is happy and joyful and still, then who cares if the challenges are there? They're they're just there. Yeah. I love how you differentiate that because it's funny, like it's the same for me. And I don't even like that's those aren't even challenges anymore for me. So that's where I love like the differential between there are people who still have that inner challenge, right? That inner turmoil. And and I don't experience that anymore. And so for me, it's like, what do I do with the external challenge? And I know so much of your messaging and your work is right. It's like, I think I saw online, it was like inner peace, outer purpose, right? It's like, it's the, right. It's, it's that, can we connect with everything happening around us and then connect? That's something I do almost daily is like, and now connect with what's happening inside of me and noticing the sometimes subtle differences, sometimes vast differences. And it becomes so easy to not to just detach, right? But not disassociate, but to just be like, okay, I'm here. Ha, huh, I know who I am. I know how to show up in love. I know how to move through this experience. I know how to ask for what I want. I know how to put one foot in front of the other. And that's such a, it's such a beautiful, beautiful tool. So what would you say would be like the first place to start for someone who's like, I don't even know how to move through these inner challenges? <laughs> Well, if they really don't know how to deal with the inner challenges, I think um, the best thing that I have learned and teach like you do is the embodiment work of being able to still the system enough to come back to presence. Because if you're not present in your vertical core, you're not present in receptivity, then your mind's just going. It's this, this, everything I can give you will just be a mindset skill that will work for a couple of minutes or days and then it will go back, right? You've got to change your energy field because your energy field will change your nervous system. Your nervous system will change your thinking and thinking will change your behavior. So go right back to what is your energy field doing. And so a simple thing that you can do is Am I in a receptive energetic field place right now or am I in more of a giving or got to do something place right now? And if you're listening, you can just do that with your hand. I mean, just for a moment, sense your hand, one hand actually, not the other, and be in a very receptive place in that hand. Like you are just receiving all the love, the abundance, the amazingness of this universe through your hand and you're just becoming more and more and more receptive every moment and notice what happens when you just be receptive. And then you can go with the other hand, I've got to I've got to give, I've got to make something, I've got to create something, I've got to manifest something, I've got to 
and the giving and what that does. And to me, and you can tell me what you you, um, experience, Lindsay, but to me, receptivity does still. It it expands things. I go into spaciousness when I am in receptivity, and I go into more thinking mode and strategic mode when I'm in the active. And I need both. I know I'm a very strategic person around the things that I want to do. But prior to reading this book, writing this book, I was um, strategy a lot of the time first. Not after intuition. I mean, I'd get downloads, the intuition, like, yeah, yeah, all of that was good. But then I'd be moving into strategy pretty quick and not allowing the receptivity to fully, um, fully anchor in my system. And so you could do that. And then now I'm coming back into my body. And then you can also notice, am I a shrinker with my energy field? Am I a diffuser? with my energy or am I a non-container with my energy and shrinkers? That's what I am. I'll tend to shrink this big, beautiful bioenergetic field, light globe, whatever you call your individual space. I'd make it tight and I'd make it. And then my mind would start going and other people diffuse. They don't feel like there's any edge to their boundary. And that creates issues of getting pulled into what everybody else wants. And what do I want? And and the non-containment of always kind of being a bit of a spiller. And so simple things like that that people might or may not have heard about, you might have heard about but haven't trained, haven't trained the energy system to stay in an expansive, contained, receptive place. And when that takes hold, it sends a signal to the brain. There's nothing to be doubtful about, fearful about, you know, versus going to another mindset workshop. I'm all for mindset, but it's it's really a Band-Aid, right? It's really a Band-Aid for just the moment trying to get over and manifest the next thing. But the greatest manifestation, I think, of all is to be non-resistant to whatever's going on in the moment always. That's like like home run, you know, as far as (laughs) what we're trying to do here. Totally. Well, I used to be a diffuser. (laughs) I used to write the people pleasing, right? Just no boundary, just, you know, just wanting to give and wanting to fix and just make myself available to anyone and and everything. Um, And so, yeah, but, but again, like just that simple practice, I can feel it now, right? Because I've attuned my body to feeling, right? Just that simple, subtle, subtle practice of like, oh yeah, it just feels so good here, right? Like just the word receptivity and just holding my hand out and just waiting and, and feeling into what visceral experiences emerge. You're like, oh yeah, I know. I remember, <laughs> you know? And yeah. for me, it's, it's almost like the action is just a byproduct of that. So it's more like, you know, again, with all of my science and physics background, it's like the ricochet, right? It's just like, okay, I surrender, I receive, I fall more deeply into myself and as a, you know, reaction of cause and effect, I want to give, I have the capacity and the availability to serve. Mm -hmm. And again, so work feels different, challenge, right? This is all external, right? Work feels different. Labor feels different. Like as I'm moving into this motherhood journey, my relationship with all of that has shifted. And I used to call myself an embodiment coach. And now I'm like, no, everything comes back to the body. And I think it would be fun to kind of talk about this because Right. I think a lot of the times, again, in the self-help world, we start with the mind right? because the mind is usually the thing that's driving us crazy. Right. The 70,000 on average thoughts a day. But again, if if we're not grounded in our bodies and if we're not connected and we're disassociated and we're avoiding and we're numbing, which is so much of what we're pulled into as a collective, it's impossible to find this unshakable inner peace that you speak of. So what are some... What's some support that you can give people in this modern world where we lose sight of that ancient wisdom and that ability to just be able to be with ourselves, right? And just to start to practice what it's like to, instead of scrolling, right? How you used to talk about, gosh, just being with myself for 24 hours, right? It's, I mean, most people can't even do that for 10 minutes nowadays, right? 
because of all the distractions. So yeah, I would love just your insights on, on what's going on with the world in, in that constant pulling of our centeredness 24 seven, very much by design in a lot of ways and how people can just kind of start to practice because it does take a willingness, right? It does take claiming and declaring I'm okay. I'm going to do this. (laughs) Exactly. And training and training. We are needing to train new habits and it's really uh, the spiritual paradox is I'm not my body. But the doorway to realizing I'm not my body is to be in my body. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Right. And so that is important because you cannot be in a receptive mode if you're not in your body. And receptivity is, if I have one word to to describe the portal or what's required in the portal from going to happy human that really doesn't have inner turmoil that is doing well and has a good sense of self to unshakable inner peace that happens when you know you're not that self. I am not Rachel Jane. I'm not Lindsay who I thought I was. That portal is receptivity, heightened receptivity. So anyone who's struggling can go to the moments of receptivity as best as they can. And I held it for many, 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 many days on end, which kind of pulled me through that portal to see what that was that was different to this. Now, that said, when you ask the question, you're asking, well, what if someone's struggling with even 10 minutes? What I find to be really important on the journey of training and practicing and all of that, which again is the spiritual paradox, you train, you train, you train to let go of all the methods. Exactly. (laughs) To transcend the structure and the methodologies. Exactly. exactly. But you can't just go to the non-structure and the non-methodology because then you don't have the ability to stay home in yourself when they shit sit in the fan, all that kind of stuff. So what, what's really important, I think, is to know where you are on the journey with no judgment, no like, oh, someone's ahead, someone's behind. I'm not saying that, but to know where you personally are on the journey. And so I had the humility to know, I know something has not kind of clicked in yet. I don't know what it is, yeah. but we take it all the way back to teenagehood or when someone starts their their um, journey, we start with surviving our life. Pretty much everyone's just trying to survive teenagehood, 20s. You know, some people are still like they're surviving their life and they're in survival mode. And so if you know that you're in survival mode most of the time, then own that and go, that's where I am and know what the next, what the portal is to the next thing. And the next thing to me is going from surviving to finding, right? I need to find myself. Where am I? You know, in a sense of self, where are my boundaries? What do I want? Who am I? You know, those kinds of things. Because when you find who you are, the things you love to do, the things that bring you joy, then you can stabilize that and you won't be in surviving mode because you can be in the joy of who you are. So then you're okay. Okay. I found myself. (laughs) And then what is through the next portal is I don't, I don't just find myself. I don't just find what I love. I now can create. I am, I know that I can create my life. And so then that gets really exciting because I haven't just found the boundaries and I haven't just found the joy in that. I know how to manifest through this vehicle all the things that I want. And so that was my last 10 years journey, becoming a really, 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 really powerful manifester of everything, right? Because I found myself. But then, as you said earlier, the creation, just because I I live here on 35 acres in a beautiful, huge home and got the great team and the great this and the great that and the great housing, doesn't mean that that mind stops and that emotional thing underneath stops. And so I was stuck in that. I found myself and I know how to create what's next. 
And it was going from I create my life to I receive my life. Mm. And I knew that intellectually. I've had many, many experiences like you of receiving and what that does, receiving my life, receiving the next divine breadcrumb. But I really hadn't let go enough to be always receiving my life. Mm. And so that was my next piece. And once I was in the receiving it, it pulled me through to the I am experience. That would be the best way I could say it right now, at least, is I am life. I'm not receiving life. I'm not finding myself. I am life. And so once there is an experience through this earth suit that there is nothing else except this, no mind can hold on to anything. It just it just can't hold on. So know where you are or where you mostly are on that spectrum and just kind of be like, what's my next thing? What's my next thing? Because so much in the spiritual circles, and I'm sure you see it, Lindsay, you know, everyone and their dog thinks they, you know, because they've gone through some experiences that they can help everybody else, but they're looking at through their own lens. And so this is the next thing, or even business coaches do this, you know, this is your next thing because it's through their lens. And that's just very reductionistic. It's like, oh, just do this. This is a very complex thing. You're dealing with your psychology and your body and your belief systems and all of that. So just be humble, know where you're at, see the next thing, get those tools. Lindsay mm-hmm. has plenty of them. I have plenty of them at awaken the, the awakenschool.com or in the book. Um, but I would put a caveat mostly for the book. It's people who are closer to what we're having this conversation. They're not yeah. people who are fully struggling. They are, they've found themselves and they're realizing they're creators. Right. They're also realizing there's something, there's something more ahead. Yeah. And I mean, that's people who tune into this podcast. Go exactly. <laughs> no, they know what they're, what they're yeah. getting themselves into. Yeah. Um, but I do think it is supportive, right? Because just a lot of the times, even with our family members or those around us, most of the time, like, yes, we surround ourselves with people that are on this path, but the majority of the collective are in that space. And so I think it's just supportive to continue to remember where we came from, remember where the majority of humanity is at. Um, But I love the way you broke it down. So the way that I heard it was, was it, it was surviving, finding, creating, receiving. Is that right? And I am. And then the I am. And I love that. And you know what I love about it most is that it was through your own journey that you were like, oh, I have arrived. And then you're like, wait a second. (laughs) You go through your experience, you learn, right? And then you're like, wait, no, there's more. (laughs) And, And the awareness piece is so powerful around, again, like, this journey, this soul journey in human form is not linear. And so to truly detach from the comparison of how perfect we, our soul knows exactly what we chose when we signed up, you know, for, for coming to this, to this experience. And, and even the way that you articulated it with where I'm at in my life, like so much transition. And I know I'm in a time of revelation and I'm in everything is changing my entire life this mm-hmm. time next year, new environment, new community, new service work, new, new motherhood journey. Right? Like everything is, is changing. Yeah. And I've never actually had that happen before where every element of my life will be completely different. And just the way that you so eloquently discuss, right. Creation versus receiving I'm going to take with me now in a new way. So I want to thank you for, for sharing it in that way, because it it is supportive. Um, And I've been, I would say I'm very comfortable with the receiving, but it's just an elevated version of that. Now that feels is being asked to, to be emerged through my essence during this time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So I would love to know as we'll talk about, the Awaken School. I think it would be fun to talk about that. And then we can talk about the ways that people can receive your new book and the ways people can connect with you. But what do you define awakening as? 
Yeah, so there's different levels of it, right? Uh, again, not being reductionistic that it's awakening personally and, and psycho- psychologically is very different to awakening spiritually. It's very different to awakening your impact in the world. So I separate them pretty quickly. And so awakening psychologically is knowing my mental habit, my emotional habit, my defense mechanism, my primary ones, being able to see when it's operating, which is usually all the time. It's just am I identifying with that? Um, it, it goes beyond just, you know, belief structures. All of that is is good. Oh, I'm realizing this is not working in my life because I believe this and all of that. But it's, you know, true awakening is being able to sit. Like I was in, in a meeting this morning with four construction workers and my husband and talking over everything. And I'm sitting there present and aware and there and enjoying the conversation and having one eye on my mental habit of attention. You know, my mental habit, I don't know if you know the Enneagram, but I'm an Enneagram type four. So the, the, the mental habit is on how am I looking? You know, what's the image? And so it's going, you know, in the background and I'm like sitting, watching that and watching everything and nothing's happening, right? Where before I would have been that, I would have followed that attention and done that. So that's, that's psychologically awakening spiritually to me means you have the experience that you are not the person that you thought you were. You're not a person. And it's beyond that you're even an individual soul. There is true um, infinite that is streaming through every energy center. And that's your experience pretty much moment to moment. And awakening your impact is very much skills right? Skills of messaging, skills of communication, skills of marketing, skills of sales, skills of, and no matter how awakened someone is psychologically and spiritually, it doesn't mean they're going to have a seven figure or more business. So to me, awakening your impact is awakening the heart to how you want to serve and what your purpose is and being able to communicate that in a way that's less about you and more about them. And continuing that journey on the, you know, sales funnel <laughs> down that path. Um, and we could probably choose many other, you know, awakening from your embodiment. That's a different thing. I know a lot of people who are very, very awakened energetically and through their, um, you know, their energy centers, but psychologically is a little lower. Um, I know I've worked with people who have got a very high level of spiritual awakening that is felt and experienced, but as soon as they're in a trigger point, they're mm-hmm. quite the asshole, if I can say. You know, they're really in their shadow very quickly, and that's the psychological. So um, I think that what we're living in right now to go to the next level is really seeing that wider, more integral way Ken Wilber talks about it is fantastic. It's this integral mode of reaching the next level of consciousness, which is all areas of development all at the same time, where I think we've come out of a place where we've had spiritual teachers who sleep with their students and we have, you know, people who are very psychologically, um, you know, there but not living their dream in their career or their business and and it's all coming together and that it supports it. I love that. Yeah. Like it's not integrated. And I think that's what we do as humans. We compartmentalize and we put things in boxes and, and, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Right. Cause we are a whole person. Right. And so it's that same piece of, of that. In, it's like that individuated. I am that individuated extension of one source consciousness. Right. Exactly. And that, it's multifaceted and it's, extremely complex in a lot of ways. So I love the way you broke that down. And when you see it like that, then you'll be able to solve the problems that are going on, those external challenges a lot quicker, because I don't know how many times I've heard one of our clients, one of our business clients who have contracted for us to help their business side is, oh, I I think I'm, I'm, I'm not, there's something blocking me to manifest this thing. 
And I'm like, no, you just don't understand marketing, right? They, they, they think if I just get good at being receptive, somehow their copy is going to be awesome. And so, but it just keeps happening. And so listeners, how are you doing that? How are you asking the wrong question or going, oh, I I just need to be doing more of this and then this will happen. How are you doing that? Right. Right. For me, it was around money. It was like, oh, if I just become awakened, Mm -hmm. the money's going to flow. Cause that's what, you know, Abraham Hicks tells me, just be in the receptive mode and it's going to flow. Well, not so much. It was the combination of all of those things and being in a receptive place through all of those. So. Yeah. And I love the groundedness of that because I think, especially in the spiritual world, which is why I rebranded the podcast is, you know, it's like there's spiritual leaders that are flying away, right. That aren't connected to their bodies that aren't connected to what it means to incarnate in this lifetime, in this experience, to live, to work, to be in relationship, to grow. And, and so I love the way that you break it down so that people understand, right? It's like, no, we're missing the point, right? It's not just receptivity. We're sitting here and we do nothing. Like, I love being in action when I'm in that receptive place and, and, and I love experiencing all of it. And I think it, it kind of, it's kind of like that same piece where it's almost like a cop-out, right? It's like, oh, it's like, I want to skip this step. (laughs) Like, I don't want to feel that thing. Like, this is the really challenging thing for me. So I'm going to pretend that it's this thing over here when really exactly. I just get to go deep within that. that I want to hug my comfort zone so much. Yes. Let's just meditate a little more. And yes. Finally, you know, resolve. <laughs> meditate it away, right? So I love this conversation. So beautiful. So many nuggets that I received. So yes, how can people, obviously we'll put everything in the show notes, but if you want to let people know, what else you've got going on? Obviously, you have your new book and you have, is it theawakenschool.com and any yeah. any other places that people can find you and connect? I think that's the great place to go. The Awakened School. It's got the ED at the end and um, anyone can sign up to be a free member. We do a ton of free classes, um, events, masterclasses all throughout the year on different topics. And you can kind of come into the thing that really juices you up or the season that you're in. Um, and gain support there. And then once people come in and do some things with us, they're like, oh, I might want to come out to Colorado for an event, or I might want to do some coaching or something like that. But there's plenty that's free. And I'm really passionate about this book because it's actually the first of three in a trilogy around that um, two-year period of what was happening. And it's a breakdown, a very raw, honest, transparent breakdown of the awakening process while it was happening. And mm-hmm. I think because of that, it's easier, the people have read it easier to kind of get it versus esoteric spiritual yeah. concepts out there. And that, you know, the questions I had, I was asking and receiving, it was like, oh my gosh. And so I'm really excited about that. And it will be on the awakenschool.com. It's coming out very soon. And so when you read this, you listen to this, you'll probably see it or on Amazon or any of those good places. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And that's been so much of my journey with the podcast is, is that exposure and like how, how much of that <laughs> the vulnerability and what right. it takes to expose yourself. And I do believe that people feel that in a different way and it, it becomes more practical and applicable yes. to people's lives. So I just want to thank you for being courageous enough, even though I know you moved through like, ah, I don't want to share this. <laughs> um, I went kicking you, and screaming. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's part of the journey too, right? Yeah. Sometimes we go and, and right. It sounds like it came through in four days and, you know, yeah. like sometimes Again, it's it's you getting out of your own way to be of service. And and I really do want to thank you for for sharing in that way so deeply and, and so profoundly. My pleasure. And thank you, Lindsay, for all that you're doing for everyone. You know, you're you're holding a lot of space for yourself, but the space that you're holding for your community is huge. Thank you. Yeah. I wouldn't want it any other way. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, you know all the ways to connect with Rachel Jane in the show notes below and everything that she shared. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Rachel Jane, for your beautiful insights and 
for your wisdom and we'll catch you next week for another episode. Much love. Thank you for your presence and tuning in today. I believe in the power of reciprocity. So if you found value from this episode, I invite you to share the love. There are endless ways to do so, including leaving a rating and written review on Apple, forwarding the episode link to a loved one, reaching out to me on social media to say hi at Lindsay Martin Ellis, or sending me a love note via email at lindsay at lindsaymartinellis.com. I so appreciate you and your support. It's truly what keeps me going. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. Much love.